Hey, welcome back. As we get ready to celebrate Memorial Day tomorrow, I want to give us just a short Memorial Day message to you this morning to remember why we celebrate this weekend. We have many men and women who gave their lives and never came home to their families because of their selfless act. We also get to come together this morning as a church because of what Jesus did in his selfless act of love to go to a cross to die for people who didn't care and didn't love him. But yet he did it because of his love for us. So we get to celebrate that this morning. And I want to start off this morning with a poem that was penned by Kelly Strong. He was a commander in the United States Coast Guard. The reason this poem was so important to Kelly was he wrote it as a high school senior for his father. He was a Marine, a career Marine who served two tours in Vietnam. The title of the poem is Freedom is Not Free. He says, I watched the flag pass by one day. It fluttered in the breeze. A young Marine saluted it, and then he stood at ease. I looked at him in uniform, so young, so tall, so proud. With hair cut square and eyes alert, he'd stand out in any crowd. I thought how many men like him had fallen through the years. How many died on foreign soil, how many mothers' tears. How many pilots' planes shot down? How many died at sea? How many foxholes were soldiers' graves? No freedoms is not free. I heard the sound of taps one night when everything was still. I listened to the bugler play and felt a sudden chill. I wondered just how many times that taps had meant amen when a flag dropped coffin for a brother or a friend. I thought of all the children, of the mothers and the wives, of fathers, sons, and husbands with interrupted lives. I thought about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea, of unmarked graves in Arlington. No freedom isn't free. See, this is a reminder for all of us today and on this Memorial Day weekend that freedom isn't free, and it rings in our minds that sacrifices do and will cost us. The reality check is sacrifices or offerings which cost us nothing usually amount to no value. Many people today seem to forget what Memorial Day is all about. For many, it's just a time to get together, to barbecue, to go to the lakes for the first time, to go to, to play ball, and that first big summer day. It really is about that and about getting together with family, but there's so much more. The reason this holiday is so important is a day to stop and honor and remember those who have given their lives so that we can have picnics, so that we can go to the lakes and not worry about suicide bombers, about attacks. It's about the freedom that we have. It's a day to remember those who died for our freedom. And we can assemble here this morning because of that. See, Christians are being persecuted all over the world today, but because of those heroes we get to remember on this holiday, we can come together this morning and still celebrate. There's another story that talks about Lieutenant Commander Butch O'Hare. He was a fighter pilot assigned to the aircraft carrier Lexington in South Pacific. One day his entire squadron was sent on a mission. After he went airborne, he looked at his fuel gauge and realized that someone had forgotten to top off his fuel tank. 
He would not have enough fuel to complete his mission and get back to his ship. His flight leader told him to return to the carrier. Reluctantly, he dropped out of formation and headed back to the fleet. As he was returning to the mothership, he would saw something that turned his blood cold. A squadron of Japanese aircraft were speeding their way toward the American fleet. The American fighters were gone on a sortie and the fleet was defenseless. He couldn't reach his squadron and bring them back in time to save the fleet, nor could he warn the fleet of the approaching danger. There was only one thing he could do. He must somehow divert them from the fleet. Laying aside all thoughts of personal safety, he dove into the formation of the Japanese planes. Wing-mounted 50 calibers blazed as he charged the attacking one surprised enemy plane, then another. Butch wove in and out of now broken formation and fired at as many planes as possible until all his ammunition was finally spent. Undaunted, he continued the assault. He dove at the planes trying to clip a wing or a tail in hopes of damaging as many enemy planes as possible and rendering them unfit. The film from the gunman or the gun camera mounted on his plane told the tale. It, sh it showed the extent of Butch's daring attempt to protect his fleet. He had in fact destroyed five enemy aircraft. This took place on February 20th, 1942. And for that action, Butch became the first ace of World War II and the first naval aviator to win the Congressional Medal of Honor. A year later, Butch was killed in aerial combat at the age of 29. His hometown would not allow the memory of this World War II hero to fade. Today, O'Hare Airport in Chicago is named in tribute to the courage of this great man. See, there are thousands of men and women who have given their lives to the freedom we have. And that's why we celebrate. I want to look at Ezekiel 22.30. It says, God is saying through Ezekiel, I've looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. See, Memorial Day is to remember the ultimate sacrifice that many men and women gave this country to you and me and personally. But I also want us to remember another meaning behind Memorial Day, which is the honor of the greatest sacrifice of all. The time when the general of the army of God gave his life for us so that we could be set free. We could be set free from our past. We could be set free from our mistakes. We could be set free from our guilt, our shame. See, too often that stops us from doing something selfless because we don't think we deserve to. We don't think we should be allowed to have anything good because we know the mistakes we've made. We know what we've done wrong. But see, that's why Jesus came. That's why he made the ultimate sacrifice. Was because he knew on our own we would never be able to make it. And so he said, I will come beside you. I will walk beside you. I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I will pay the price so that you can walk in freedom and in a new life. See, freedom isn't free, but that leads us to the scripture today that I want to really dig into just for the last few minutes this morning. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Chronicles 21. We're going to read verses 20 through 226. It's one of my favorite stories, and it reminds me of the sacrifices that we have to make, the sacrifices we made for this new building the blessings that God poured out on us because of this new building and, the, and how we're going to be able to continue to reach out in our community and serve our community. See, 
this is a place we meet, but we are the church. We go outside the building and we represent him to those around us. And so if you're there, it says, David said to him, let me have the site of your threshing floor so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. Sell it to me at full price. Aruna said to David, take it. Let my Lord, the king, do whatever pleases him. Look, I will give the oxen for the burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood and the wheat for the grain offering. I will give all of this. But King David replied, no, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. So David paid 600 shekels for the gold for the site. David then built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called the Lord and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offering. See, David knew that an offering and sacrifice needed to be made. But he also knew that it had to cost him something. See, in our culture today, we often think that things should just be handed to us. But some of the best things in life are what we work hardest for. Look at our marriages. If you want a good marriage, guess what? It's hard work. If you go to your job, no matter what your job is, the sacrifice of you getting up to go to it and work is all part of that. And it's representing saying, God, guess what? I know that nothing I receive nothing, and nothing I want to give back to you will cost me nothing except my love. Now, we say that, that love is free, and it truly is. But there are people all over the world who are getting persecuted for the love of Jesus. So there's, it still costs them something to follow Jesus. There are people, even in this country now, but in other countries around the world, whose families will disown them the minute they decide to follow Jesus. Some of them will be killed by their families because they decided to follow Jesus. See, the freedom Jesus gives us doesn't mean life's going to be simple. It means we have a future with him. And so although it may seem in America that following Christ is easy, there will be sacrifices you'll have to make in your life to follow Jesus. See, Jesus was willing to pay the price so that you and I could experience freedom. We could experience freedom in the spirit. We could experience freedom every time we pray. We can find freedom spending time in his words. We can find him and find the freedom in his presence as we spend time worshiping him. See, this freedom we experience today did cost someone their life. Jesus gave an offering to us that cost him everything. The freedom that we experience today also cost many other followers of Jesus their lives. Throughout history of the church, people like you and me have paid the price to worship and serve Jesus with their lives. See, today, what perplexes me a lot today is how people want to embrace Christianity and they want to say they're Christians, but they don't want, them to, they don't want it to cost anything. They just want to add it to their lives. See, I think 
I see the same attitude in many citizens around the world as well. Is I I want what I want, but I want it easy. See, we have some in America who have taken for granted the liberties and freedoms because it does not cost them anything. The freedoms we enjoy came at a very high cost. So if you bring back to your Bibles the Christian faith and salvation, I don't want to ever take for granted that us meeting this morning, the life I have today, was free. It cost Jesus his life for me to be here this morning. For me to be even be able to share with you this morning. See, your faith in Christ costs. Your freedoms in this country cost. So we have to decide what price are we willing to pay for these two blessings of freedom? Are you willing to sacrifice anything to receive the blessing? Let's take a moment and go just a little bit deeper. Do you really want something for nothing? Do you want freedom this morning in the spirit? Do you want the freedoms you enjoy in this country to continue? Then you too have to pay the price to pass it forward. You have to, as we talked about the last few weeks with, with the power of the Holy Spirit and all that stuff, you have to be willing to share the love that someone was willing to give their life so that those you're talking with can have hope when all else seems hopeless. They can have joy in the midst of chaos. They can have peace when there's a storm around them. And that's only found at the foot of the cross and in Jesus. And it comes through the Holy Spirit blessing us with his presence. See, I believe a time is coming for some. And for others, it's already came. Where you too will have to pay a price for freedom. You'll make a choice that not everyone will agree with. But you're going to stand your ground and you're going to stand on the truth that you believe. And I want to encourage you to taking that stand for Jesus will bring a blessing to it. See, Romans 12, 1 and 2, as I finish up this morning, says, Dear friends, God is good. So I beg you to offer your bodies to him as a living sacrifice, pure and pleasing. That's the most sensible way to serve God. Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. See, we're asked to be living sacrifices to God. A living sacrifice means, guess what? It's going to cost us our life. I can no longer just live for me. I'm living for him. As Paul said in scripture, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. See, we have to sacrifice our own self-centeredness. We have to sacrifice a lot of times our own self-desires. And as we've been going through, you know, the last four weeks of this, it's something as, as I've, I've been stuck at home here that I've had to contemplate that this was God's way of saying, slowing me down and saying, guess what? This is about me. It's not about you. And so I need you to step back. And so for me, this has been a blessing to be able to spend time with God. 
See, to be a living sacrifice means I place the values of others above my own, and I commit to living my life for the one who gave his life for me. I commit to giving it all to him. I do this, why? Because as it says in Romans 12, 1, it's just the most sensible thing to do. It just makes the most sense. It's also the most sensible way to serve your country. As we've turned to a culture who's all about my opinion's right, and if you don't agree with it, you're wrong. I started a mindset that Mark Batterson brought up in, in his book, Do I Want to Be Right or Do I Want to Be Righteous? In other words, do I want to win a fight or am I willing to win someone for Christ at the cost? See, there, there's a cost with that. Is my pride so big that I have to be right? Or can I sacrifice my pride to draw someone else in closer to Jesus? And there are times that we'll stand for what's right, and, and, and we will, and we'll fight for what's right. But as Rob Ketterling says, you know, and, and we talk about it in our Next Steps class, we're never going to minimize the truths that are in the Bible, but we're never going to present them in a condemning way. Because God's desire is that all come to repentance. And that all come to him. And if that's his desire, that should be ours as well. Which is why that thought of being right and righteous has meant so much to me. Because as, as we put away our selfish pride and our selfish desires, it's about people becoming alive to him and alive in him. See, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to change our mindsets. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to take us from a self-centered to God-centered. And then we'll, after that, what we need to do is we need to go out and let our lives show what we say we believe. That this just isn't something we do on Sunday morning, but this is how I live my life every day. It's being a willing sacrifice to be used by God to reach those around you to come in contact with those you love, to influence your circles of your jobs, your families, your friends, and then make the decision to say, guess what? I choose to follow Jesus. And that means it will cost us something. But I promise there's a blessing on the backside of it. So dear Heavenly Father, as we finish up this morning, I just ask you to bless the people who are here this morning. Anoint them with your presence. Anoint them with your peace and joy. Through this Memorial Day weekend, God, let us remember those who have given their lives, but let us remember the greatest sacrifice, Jesus, that you gave so that we could have the freedom to live with you forever. And God, as we just continue through this weekend and we get together with families, let us be that light to our family members that there's hope that we have inside us and that, that they ask us about that hope. And that, God, you give us opportunities to share that love with the people around us. And then give us the boldness of your Holy Spirit to speak the words that you give us. And that we continue to grow and become the people that you call us to be. 
a holy nation, a royal priesthood. And so, God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the team who's here this morning, who, who put in hours to, to prepare all this, and the people who have come this morning. And God, just bless the rest of their weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you for joining us this morning. I hope you have a great Sunday and great Memorial Day. Have a great day.